Good morning again. Welcome. I'm glad that you've come to this service today. We have a lot to do today and a lot to celebrate, so I'm grateful that you are here to do so with us. Um, if you have a prayer concern, you can put it in the, on the tear-off on the side of your bulletin, place it in the offering plate. If you're a visitor with us, we would appreciate you filling out the visitor's card. It would help us to be introduced to you. Dwight is not with us this morning, but Dwight will be here for the evening activities. So he will be here for the encounter service at 5, the ensemble uh, will meet youth at 6, and the handbells at 7. Then on Wednesday, you see that we do have Bible study at 11, and we have our monthly Wednesday night supper. It's barbecue, and at 6.15, we will have the child care end-of-year program. So I would invite you to come and be a part of that program and encourage the children as the pre-K gets ready to graduate and go to kindergarten, and there's a program that involves more than just the pre-K uh, children as well. So I hope that you can come and be a part of that. And you see the adult choir rehearsal. It's the last rehearsal before summer. And then on Saturday, June 8th, at 5 p.m., we will have the Youth Spaghetti Dinner and Talent Show. Uh, in the first service, Terry Beck made this announcement and said that there were a couple of slots left for... Um, those who were interested in the talent show. They have four uh, baskets that, that they have had in the past, different baskets with different themes that they're going to use. Um, I think she said auctioned off. They're going to auction this year as a po Okay, auctioned off. And so um, are tickets needed for this? I, I don't think so. They just need to come, right? Come and eat the good spaghetti. Come and eat the good spaghetti. It's the spaghetti. It's Jean's recipe. And Jean will have her hand in it, not literally. And, the th uh, yeah, we'll say and they're going to have uh, the sauce and Thousand Island dressing available to purchase, okay? Uh, because every year we get a request at this thing, oh, do you have any sauce? Do you have any sauce left? So they decided they're going to make extra so that they can uh, raise more money for the Dominican Republic trip. So uh, keep that in mind for June uh, 8th. And Sam, are you in here? Has he made? Sam has an announcement. And following Sam, uh, Elf Karen will come, and then I have a couple other things to tell you. Hello, good morning, everybody. So, one thing that you might notice is in your bulletin today, we've got a, a form, a deacon nomination form. They said they can't hear you. Yep, can't hear me. Yep. Wait a minute, we'll get it. Okay. All right, there we go. Thanks. So uh, in, in our bulletin today, we've got a deacon nomination form. It's uh, more or less the same as the ones we've had before, but I, want, I would like you all to prayerfully consider um, gentlemen and ladies that you think uh, have a heart for the church and that are, you know, have the uh, qualities of a deacon and uh, that you could nominate for that position. Uh, we're looking for the nominations in the next two weeks, um, so we're looking to have those back by the 16th, which is two, weekend, two Sundays from now, um, and then the deacons will uh, look at, the, at that list, and then we will call the nominees you know, to invite them to be deacons. So um, we would like you to, um, to, to, to think about that. Um, certainly, um, uh, you, know, you can turn those back to me, to the church office, put them in the plate. Um, any, any of the means that you would normally, uh, you know, communicate back to the office, and we'll be happy to, to take those. 
Um, you know, we had a large class of deacons that were, were that went out last uh, year because we had like actually 13, and then we only brought on four so uh, last year. So it would be good to uh, to get some nomination, get some new pe- new folks, some new blood in there, and we would love to have you nominate those people. Um, so please pray about that, think about it, and uh, submit your nominations. Thank you. Merry Christmas. It's Operation Christmas Child Time. In the month of June, we have necessities that are, must be in every shoebox, in my opinion. We need a toothbrush, we need a ball, we need a hairbrush and comb. That's your assignment for June. Every child needs those things. They will be a blessing We always remember the story that we read about an orphanage in Russia where the girls, 10 girls all shared a toothbrush and they were just overjoyed to have their very own in their shoebox. Be a blessing, meet the needs, and share Jesus through the simple gift. Please remember no toothpaste, no candy, gum, or liquid items, but you can sure bring these toothbrushes. Collection box is in the foyer and in the Family Life Center. Thank you. Thank you, Elf Karen. Uh, The other announcement, one announcement that I have is, uh, through some gifts that were given to the church, we have um, enough... uh, finances to purchase a new larger bus to be used by the church and uh, there is a bus that we have not purchased but it's here for you to look at today it's parked next to the picnic pavilion Uh, it's a 21 passenger bus that comes from Sunny Merriman where all of our other buses have come from uh, as well and uh, we want to give you an opportunity to look at it and think about it and so forth and next week you'll be hearing more about a called business meeting we'll be having in the near future to deal with uh, this issue but I didn't want to let you know that it's there and Sam Shermer is going to step out after the service to open it so if you'd like to go in and look at the bus uh, you are welcome to do so uh, and we can answer any questions about it uh, Cotton Sizemore is a chair of our transportation team, but uh, I had worked with him and the team as well on that, so we can answer your questions about that. But just want to let you know that's why it's there. It still belongs to Sonny Merriman. It does not belong to us, but they uh, brought it for us to look at for our consideration. So I want to let you know that. The other thing I have to tell you is, and this is disappointing, the uh, African Children's Choir will not be able to be with us due to some glitches in their uh, visas Uh, that they were supposed to be given by their government, the Ugandan government. So with that in mind, the children from the uh, ministry sent us a video uh, thanking us for preparing for them to be here even though they couldn't come. So we want to show that video for you to see now. Every time I see it, it brings a tear to my eye. So anyway, here's the video. Dear friends, Thank you so much for having considered and booked us to come and perform with you. We have been so eagerly looking forward to coming to your church this year to minister to you through our music, dance and cultural unique drum routines. Unfortunately, due to the 
due to the delays in our visas this year, we will not be able to come in time to have our concert. So church, on behalf of everybody here at the Imam Leia children, please forgive us. We honor and appreciate all the hard work plus the time you put in arranging this and, and providing us with a platform for us to tell our story through music. We hope that you can someday have us while we are in the town. Thank you so much for the love and the love to you from us all. We hope to see you again. Bye for now.
Shall we play? Pray. Play. <laughs> the children. <laughs> now I'm all messed up. <laughs> Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we are grateful for the times that we can share together in your house. For the hope that rests in knowing you. For the love shown to each of us through your grace. Indeed, we are grateful and blessed. We thank you for this nation and for our leaders. We pray, Father, that you will be with those who make critical decisions about the future of our nation. We pray, Father, that you will give them guidance and assurance and wisdom to lead. We are grateful, Father, for the freedom we have to gather in this house on this morning and praise your name and sing for joy. We pray, Father, that you will bless this time together as we serve you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good morning. Let us stand and sing number 337, God our Father, we adore thee. Please stand and sing with us. God our Father, we adore thee, we thy children bless thy name, chosen in the Christ before thee, we are holy without blame, we adore thee, we adore thee, above praises we proclaim, we adore thee.
Um, that they decorated and are holding goes along with the um, scripture they're getting ready to recite about why they like to come to church and they drew pictures of things they like to do. see the name uh, we had 17 on roll this year but these are the ones um, 
Stephanie, if you can give them out. Okay. Please. Okay, we have um, Luke Rice. Jackson Holmes and Beverly Smith. And I want to let you know that Beverly Smith had perfect attendance this year. Even the Sunday it snowed, she and a couple of others were here. And we have four. Um, Bella and three others are moving up to GAs and RAs next year. Okay. Do you want to go now? Or you you want to go now? Yeah. <laughs> I'll do That's something silly. at the end if you want to do yours now. Okay. Okay, y'all come on down. Go this way. RAs are going to share what they did, and then I'll give the highlights. Okay, I'm Eric Washburn. I have the privilege of working with the RAs and GAs this year. Um, we're going to start with the RAs. They're going to say the RA pledge. to become a well-informed, responsible follower of Christ, to have Christ-like concern for all people, to learn how to carry the message of Christ around the world, to work with others in sharing Christ, and to keep myself clean and healthy in mind and body. Good job. All right, now the GAs are going to say their pledge. this poster we have four missionary families from well three are from the US and one from Greece and these are places that we learned about this year and the families that are in those places of spreading the word so we're going to start with the Rager family in Indianapolis Indiana The Rader family, Barry, 
Amy, Eunice, Justice, Fable, and Titus live in Indianapolis. The Raider family moved from their home in Kentucky to serve God as missionaries in Indianapolis, India. Indiana. The Barry's Ranger started New Circle Church in Indianapolis four years ago. It has been growing ever since. Okay, next we have the Carters. It's Josh and Amy Carter, and they're in Portland, Oregon. Josh and Amy Carter are missionaries in Portland, Oregon. They have three children, Grayson, Annabelle, and Mallory. The Carters started Remedy City Church. The church meets in a school. Remedy City Church does many acts of service to show Jesus' love to Portland, such as hosting a summer children's camp. Derek and Barbara Pennon are Christian workers serving in Greece. Many people from Iraq, Afghanistan, Iran, and Congo have fled their homes and are living in the crowded refugee camps of Greece. When Christian workers help refugees in Greece with clothing, food, and shelter, they are showing them that Jesus loves them. Everywhere you go in Greece, you can see many ancient ruins. That was Greece, and next we're going to be heading to Cleveland, Ohio. Nate and Amy Fredrickson are church planters in Cleveland, Ohio. Nate's favorite Bible verse is John chapter 11, verse 1 through 44. There are many churches in Cleveland, but hardly any of them are filled. Almost half of Cleveland's population doesn't associate itself with the church. And that was uh, Natalie Cox. She's new to us, so I wanted to recognize her because she did not make the bulletin. Also um, helping me this year was um, Mr. Hare. Uh, he couldn't be here today, so I wanted to recognize him. And uh, he was a big help. And um, we, all, we took turns. We couldn't always be here each week, but it was always one of us, you know, to make sure that we're here to lead the boys and girls. So thank you. So you see, we've been uh, traveling around the world with these missionaries. Um, some of them, we don't have their names. Uh, their names are not known to us. They go under assumed names because of the areas where they serve that are dangerous. But as Lisa uh, was mentioning, uh, after praying and meeting last summer, uh, we, we noticed that a lot of younger families come during the crosswalk service. So we started meeting then, um, back in September, from 8.30 to 9.30. Um, we call ourselves the M&M's Music and Missions, but the mission groups are still the Mission Friends, GAs, and RAs. Um, we started out that Sunday um, eating, uh, eating M&M's. Today for a snack, the um, Mission Friends had M&M's and their trail mix with cereal and marshmallows seemed to be their favorite snack all year. Even though we had lots of other snacks, they loved cereal and marshmallows. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to... Uh, touch on some of the highlights. Um, 
Eric and, the, and his group, they actually, it was neat that they um, t talked about some that they were studying. We studied this, the same ones, but um, the ones that I wanted to talk about are different. Um, <clears throat> in March, uh, when we were learning about the missionary family uh, who ministered to refugees in Chile, some volunteers from churches in our country um, went there and helped them with their medical needs. And how neat was it that one of our teachers, Betsy DeSteinbeck, couldn't be here today, but she was a nurse. So one Sunday we had a treat when um, she came in her, her nurse's uniform. Uh, she listened to the children's heartbeats with her stethoscope. She showed them the proper way to cough or sneeze into their elbow and the proper way to wash their hands. Then she read uh, from Psalms 139:14, which tells us we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and she reminded us um, that to take care of our bodies, and then we made a little health kit that they took home. Then in April, um, the missionaries, they're called special workers uh, that we learned about. Their assumed name is the Street Family. They work in Northern Africa and the Middle East. They also work with refugees. Um, several of our missionary families this year work with refugees, and that's the um, project of WMU for this year. Um, and they showed God's love by building relationships. That Sunday, uh, we learned that prayer is important, and we learned that God um, loves to hear from us. We can pray, we learned that we can pray to him anytime, not just at mealtime and bedtime. And we read um, from the Bible, Psalm 66, 19, which said, God hears us when we pray and wants to talk to us. That day, um, they decorated a prayer reminder door hanger, and we asked them um, who or what they wanted to pray for or were thankful for. Some of them uh, wanted us to pray for their families. Some had families, members who had passed away. Uh, some were thankful for Jesus dying on the cross. I mean, even at this preschool age, they know about Jesus and dying on the cross. Some were thankful for their toys. Uh, we put their prayer cards in a backpack and prayed over each one, and then they took them home so they um, could hang their door, hangers on their doors to remind them daily to pray. So I thank you for all your support this year, and um, we look forward to a big year next year as we continue to grow. When you look at your insert, that's 29 children's names, 29 families involved in missions and music. And who knows that, um, oh, and we had three new children join us since February. Who knows what those 29 children, that they might be the missionaries that we pray for in the future or in music ministry. And thank you again. Thank you, Sandra. We're going to sing number 624, Since Jesus Came Into My Heart. And we're going to sing verses 1 and 4. Verses 1 and 4. 624. Please stand and sing with us. What a wonderful change in my life that is wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have lied in my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart. Floods 
joy of my soul like the sea billows roll since Jesus came into my heart verse 4 I shall go there to dwell in that city I know since Jesus came into my heart and I'm happy so happy as onward I go since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into my heart, floods of joy on my soul like the sea billows roll, since Jesus came into my heart. Good morning again. Uh, we stand here today now to give our offering to the Lord. We've seen some beautiful things today with the enthusiasm of our youth, with uh, the children's choir from Uganda. It's a beautiful spring day. Let us go to the Lord in prayer and thank him. God, thank you for these young people that give us hope and give us enthusiasm ourselves for the new day that you have wrought. The beautiful weather, the lovely life that comes out in this time reminds us of the rebirth that we have with you and your son, Jesus. Take these offerings that we give you today and use them to spread this word throughout the world so that more may know and more may come and more may receive the joy that you give in everlasting life. Amen.
when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper in the upper room, he did so so that his disciples, even his disciples today, could remember. The scripture says a whole lot about remembering. Remembering where we have come from. Remembering where we are going. On Wednesday, in our morning Bible study, we talked about remembering. And we used some verses from Deuteronomy that talked about remembering the Lord in all things, in prosperity as well as diversity. And in the upper room, on the night in which our Lord was betrayed, he wanted his disciples to remember. To remember what was about to take place. To remember their time together. And to remember the great sacrifice for our sins. And so on the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and when he had broken it and blessed it, he gave it to his disciples and said, for as often as you eat this, remember me. After they had eaten, he took the cup. And he said, this is the new covenant in my blood, for as often as you drink it, remember me. The Apostle Paul tells us, for as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we do show forth the Lord's death until he comes. Is everybody all right for about a 20-minute sermon? Because it's almost 12 o'clock. I'm going to do it because that's why we're here, to worship the Lord, to hear from his word. Luke chapter 19, familiar story. We learned it in Sunday school like the story we looked at last week, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But this week we come to the familiar passage Concerning Zacchaeus. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. It's Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Should be behind me. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be with a guest, be guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and I have taken, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. 
Search and rescue personnel risk their lives in tumultuous seas, deep forests, remote mountains and desert wastelands. Wherever they are needed, they go. When called, they respond because lives are in danger. A search and rescue team in Colorado puts it this way. Millions of people visit the mountains of Laramie County, Colorado each year. A few will become lost, stranded, or injured. Some will die. Our objective is to find and rescue those lost or injured people before it is too late. We are dedicated to saving lives. Nevada's Washoe County Search and Rescue Team went out on 74 searches in one particular year, bringing 95 persons to safety and recovering the bodies of nine others. The U.S. Coast Guard in a given year made 54,609 rescue trips by boat or aircraft, saving 3,661 lives. The Search and Rescue Team motto, This we do so others may live. In a spiritual sense, that was also the motto and mission of Jesus as well as for his followers in the church. Jesus is a one-person search and rescue team. In the world today, if you ask people why did Jesus come to earth, they might say things like no they may say things like to show us how to live or to teach us good values or to be a martyr. However, in this encounter we are looking at today, we're going to see his mission statement. What is Jesus' mission statement? How does he operate his one-person search and rescue team? We find the answer in verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Ironically, the name Zacchaeus means pure. Yet the man who bore this name symbolized the littleness and character with which he was physically identified. He was a cheat, a traitor, a turncoat to his own people. He was selfish, greedy, and uncaring in his attitude toward others. His wrong choices in regard to betraying his own people had isolated him. Yet Jesus saw something in Zacchaeus. Through all of those outer layers of ugliness and sin, Jesus saw potential. He saw what this man could become. And so this morning, let's look briefly at this story. First, we see the condition of Zacchaeus. Luke's description of Zacchaeus is contained in one statement. Verse 2. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was rich. That sounds like a note one would put on a man's application for the loan of a large sum of money. It tells us about his occupation. It was a lucrative one and about his financial condition. He was rich. Luke further states that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. There were many tax collectors in the land, and they in turn were under the direction of chief tax collectors. This means that Zacchaeus, a Jew, had sold out his people by agreeing to represent the pagan Roman Empire in this position. A whole district was under his supervision. The rate of taxation was fixed, and the chief tax collector was required to remit to Rome the amount of money assessed to his district. Then the chief tax collector was free to add to the taxes as much as he dared, no questions asked. Thus he extorted money from the Jews, making himself rich. 
he was isolated from his own people. The rabbis taught that associating with a tax collector was to make yourself unclean. They could not attend synagogue. If you were a good Jew, you did not associate with these robbers. The Jews viewed them in the same light as a prostitute. The Jewish Mishnah goes so far as to say it is permissible to lie to tax collectors to protect one's property, but I wouldn't follow that today. So he is an outcast. Tax collectors were held in contempt for two reasons. They had chosen to represent a pagan power and they bled the people in high taxes. Because of this, they were banned from social life and excommunicated from the temple and synagogue. They were outcast. We know people like that today. People that are outcast from society that we would rather not deal with. And we see the same in the days of Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus was curious. If all we knew about Zacchaeus was that he was a chief tax collector and that he was rich, based on what we know about tax collectors in that day, it would be a depressing picture. We would almost write him off as a hopeless case. But then we discover, like a breath of fresh air, that he was curious. A healthy curiosity is always a hopeful sign about a person. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. Not only was Zacchaeus curious, but he also was determined to satisfy his curiosity. He did not let his shortness of stature deter him. Not being able to see over the heads of the people, he positioned himself on a low-hanging limb of the sycamore tree right over the roadway where Jesus was to pass. Zacchaeus wants to get close to Jesus, but not too close. He also has another problem, that of being short. For him to be really short, according to the standards of the time, he must have been less than five feet tall. Perched there in such a spot, Zacchaeus had a bird's eye view. At the top, he is amazed at what he sees. No pomp and no ceremony, but just an ordinary man walking in his direction. Nothing like a king, and yet everything like a king. People are now squeezing together in their windowsills. Can't you see them? You can also see large groups lining the rooftops of the houses. On the streets, you have a collective mass of people from priests to housewives, shopkeepers, teachers, traders, and bakers, elbow to elbow, except one small tax collector perched in a tree. And what does Jesus do? He parts the spectators to go toward a man in a tree. Jesus peers into Zacchaeus' soul and though he knows about all the money extorted and all the money taken legitimately and illegitimately, his eyes see that part of him that's been stepped on. Jesus sees every footprint, every heel mark and his heart moves with compassion toward this lonely man. Zacchaeus had gotten up there for just a glance, only to find that Jesus had actually come looking for him. Zacchaeus thought he was looking for Jesus, but Jesus was actually looking for him. 
Many of us are hiding in the trees. Every person who has talked to you about God, every book you may have received about God, or every meeting you have been invited to, or every circumstance that may have happened to you, and you started thinking about things more than this life, is the Lord trying to speak to you in your tree. He's trying to get your attention. He is looking for you right where you are, right in your tree. But some of us are content with hearing about others' lives that are changed by the Lord. Stop settling for second-hand experiences. Experience Christ for yourself. Not just through the eyes of a pastor or teacher or evangelist or a book or a radio or a DVT. Aren't you tired of that? Don't you want to feel Him with your own heart? The Holy Spirit often takes advantage of persons' natural inherent curiosities to bring them to an awareness of their lostness and their need for the Savior. Unbelievers who observe dedicated Christians' responses to pressure, crisis, or sorrow may become curious as to how he or she could bear those blows with such calmness and serenity. Thus they are drawn to Christ. But then the story goes a little deeper, doesn't it? When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Think about how unusual it must have been for Jesus to look up when you think in terms of the crowd. When I'm in a large crowd, I find it difficult to look up. I'm trying to keep from tripping over the person in front of me and staying ahead of the person behind me and looking here and there and everywhere, but not up. When you go to New York City and, they, and you're on a tour, sometimes they will remind you that if you look up, they will know that you are tourist. But Jesus looked up. Think about that. And all that hustle and bustle, he looked up into the tree. So Zacchaeus came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Jesus looked up. Why? Why was, just, why was it just at this place, just at this time? Because Jesus knew there was someone lost in that tree. And he came to what? Seek and to save those who were lost. Always the compassionate, loving eyes of Jesus were searching the crowds for those who were responding, even if ever so slightly, to the convicting ministry of the Holy Spirit. Remember the woman who reached out and said, if I could just touch his garment, he could make a difference. And Jesus knew. Isn't it comforting to know that in a crowd, when we feel lost and alone, that Jesus can see us? Jesus called out to Zacchaeus by name. He knew all about Zacchaeus. An eminent Methodist preacher of long ago, George Stewart, gave this interesting legend about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a publican and a tax collector, and so was Matthew. When Matthew began to follow the Lord, one of the first things he did was to gather together all those of his own class. You remember the party, don't you, and how people were all upset that he would be with tax collectors. I often think he said that probably he said to his Lord, Master, if one day 
You should happen to be passing through Jericho. I wish you would find a man named Zacchaeus. Jesus asked Zacchaeus to extend hospitality. Now think about this. Only one other time did Jesus ask for someone's gesture of hospitality from the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well when he said to her, Give me something to drink. Isn't it interesting that both of these persons were outcasts? Jesus wanted to finish in their lives what the Holy Spirit had started. Society had given them up on the ash heap of the world. But Jesus said there is value in every person. Every person matters to me. And how did Zacchaeus respond? How do you know Zacchaeus has been touched by the love of Jesus Christ? Because his life is changed. You know, if your life is not changed when you encounter Christ, then you haven't been changed. True repentance comes in the form of action, not just words or emotions. The events that transpired following this initial encounter between Jesus and Zacchaeus are glorious and beautiful indeed. Luke tells us that when Zacchaeus came down from the tree, he welcomed Jesus gladly. Can you imagine what a delightful stroll Jesus and Zacchaeus had en route to Zacchaeus' home? No one would dare be seen in Zacchaeus' presence. No one would render themselves unclean. He always walked alone. It was almost as if he were a leper. Indeed, more compassion would have been shown him if he had been a leper. Jesus reached out to a lonely man. Doesn't it remind you of the song in the garden? And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. He reached out to a man that no one cared about at all. And you know why? Because he does. Of course, Jesus' critics quickly and soundly condemned him for going home with Zacchaeus. They murmured and criticized, pulled their sanctimonious robes about them and acted proud of themselves because they were spiritual. But note verse 8. What did Zacchaeus do? That's not put there by accident. Then Zacchaeus stood and said. Zacchaeus stood up. How long the interval between verse 7 and 8, we have no way of knowing. But it was long enough. A radical change had taken place in the heart and life of Zacchaeus during that time. And he stood up for the Lord. No longer in the tree. But on his own two feet, on the ground, short of stature, not caring what other people thought, but knowing that Jesus had changed his life. He walked out into the courtyard where all the people had gathered and turned and addressed Jesus, who apparently had followed him. He said, if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. What had been the habit of Zacchaeus' life? It could have been expressed in the word, I get. Now he is saying, I give. He was all about getting. And now he's all about giving. This is the way of Christianity. 
Before Zacchaeus met Jesus, he was mastered by greed. Now he was mastered by grace. He made a formal stand, a decision after speaking with Jesus. This is how you know you encountered Jesus. What then was the glorious ending to the story? Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. This was Jesus' mission. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The man who had made wrong choices had now made the right choice. It's like the songwriter said. Down in the human heart, crushed by the tempter, feelings lie buried that grace can restore. Touched by a loving hand, wakened by kindness, chords that were broken will vibrate once more. Perhaps you have come today needing a rescue. That is Jesus' job description. If you are lost today, he comes by calling your name and inviting you to himself and wanting close fellowship. He sees you in whatever tree you might be in today. You need to respond quickly and receive the Lord. And if we are honest with ourselves, we all have been up a tree before. If you are a believer, perhaps your growth has been stunted. You feel like perhaps your career will compensate for your stunted growth. Perhaps you think it will be wealth or friends. These trees are easy to climb, but true stature for Jesus is repentance. This is how a little man, a little man named Zacchaeus increased in stature before the Lord. It is investing with those who are less fortunate And following the Lord. Or maybe we are trying to earn grace today. Let's come down from that tree right now. Let's embrace the Savior like we did when we first came to Him. Allow Him to rescue you. Don't fight the hand that wants to hold you and rescue you. For Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. He wants us to stop hiding in the trees and stand for Him because of His love for us. Shall we pray? Gracious and eternal God, we thank you for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, for His willingness to go after the one that no one cared about and to give to him what he needed most. Thank you for Zacchaeus and for the story that he is to us. For he has shown us the power of your grace. May that grace be found in us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Our invitation hymn is number 434, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. Certainly those were the words of Zacchaeus as he stood up for the Lord. The invitation is open to anyone who would receive Christ as Savior. Come down out of the tree for whatever reason you are there and give your life to him as we stand and sing. I 
Thank you for being here today. We've had a big day. I told you we was. We were going to have a big day when we started. And so I'm grateful that you've been a part of this time together. Don't forget that this is Benevolent Sunday, first Sunday of each month. If you have a gift that you would like to give, there will be deacons at the door to receive your gift. Also, Dwight will be back tonight, so there will, there will be the encounter service in youth and all of the activities in the evening. And uh, also, let's see, don't forget about the youth um, fundraiser for the Dominican Republic trip on Saturday. I mentioned that again because we won't have a chance to see one another again, but on Wednesday. Also, the child care graduation on Wednesday. Remember the African Children's Choir uh, we had to cancel. Wasn't that a good video, though? Uh, brings, like I said, if I hadn't walked out to do something uh, else, I would have teared up again because those children were so lovely and wanted to come so much. Again, thank you for your patience today. I know I was the last one on the docket this morning, but uh, I want to tell you what I thought about Zacchaeus this morning, so I hope that you enjoyed that uh, message uh, that um, I shared this morning. Also, Sam Shermer is going to open the bus if you'd like to look in the bus, it's over here on the left. Let me tell you one little thing about the bus that you may not notice. The seats are designed in such a way that there's a lever in the front. Of course, they recline a little bit, but there's a lever in the front that will separate them a little further so that you're not sitting right on top of your neighbor when you're traveling. So you might look for that feature on it as well. So anyway, if you want to go out and take a look at that, it will be there. It will be here all week if you don't get a chance to see it today, uh, and they won't take it back until... Uh, the end of the week. Um, they brought it again. They do this all the time. They'll bring them and let the churches look at them because that helps us make our decision as to where, how we want to proceed. So let's bow for a benediction. Gracious Lord, we are grateful that you have shown us through Zacchaeus what it means to follow you. And you've shown us how far you are willing to go for us to serve you. We're grateful, Father, that as we leave today, we can do so with the full assurance that our salvation is secure in Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, for the many who lost their lives for their family members in Virginia Beach this past week. We pray, Father, that in some way you could bring to them assurance and comfort. May we, Father, pray and be witnesses for you throughout the world because we have been given the gift of freedom to share, and we're grateful. Bless us, Father, as we depart. In the name of Jesus, amen.